Hello, I'm John Bates, and welcome to my podcast, Hope for Today, where I inspire to live with heavenly perspective and kingdom mindset. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoy. Hey, welcome to Hope for Today. Obviously, I am not John Bates. I am Nick Franklin. And today I am so excited to uh, uh, have this conversation with you. And it's going to be a conversation because uh, our guest today, this is Paul Cowdery. Hello, pal. Hey, uh, last week, you. we interviewed your wife, Wynell. And, um, you know, John was in the background. He said, hey, Paul, you got time for an interview? <laughs> and Lord... I did not know what I was about to get into, but we just talked and got caught up a little bit. This man is awesome. <laughs> He's been behind the scenes in so many different um, names and people that maybe you've heard of, maybe you haven't, but it's so cool to get to learn a little bit about his story. And so we're just going to jump right in. Um, Paul, can you tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from, a little bit about your story, your family, and, uh, you know, I don't mean way zoomed out version, how you maybe got here today. Okay. Amen. Thank you, yeah. Nick, for this yeah. great opportunity. Well, I was uh, born in the United Kingdom many, many years ago, uh, virtually in the central part of the United Kingdom near Birmingham. And uh, I was born into a Christian home. Uh, my father was a pastor. Uh, he was with the Elim Pentecostal churches. And uh, I when I was 11, we moved uh, from the town that we were into right down to the coast. And it was, uh, back in those days, it was a massive change. And uh, it took me a little time to get used to it. And then as things developed, uh, school, education. And uh, back then, um, in the 50s, you can work out my age, uh, things were quite humble in a pastor's home, not like today. Uh, where they're far better taken care of. And so I came from quite a small uh, background uh, in church. And then um, when I was 24, uh, that's when uh, things started to change in my life. And I started to ask various questions of where God was. Uh, when I was 24, and it was actually on my brother's 14th birthday, my mother went to be with the Lord. And uh, just for a little time, uh, I was a little hesitant on a few things, and I couldn't get over the fact that uh, mom had passed on my brother's birthday. But God was in control. Mm -hmm. God had his hand on my father, his ministry, and upon uh, my life and my brother's life. And fast forward, uh, my father moved on and uh, was able to uh, remarry and uh, married a beautiful lady, and uh, they went off in ministry together again. Mm -hmm. And uh, my father had a very successful ministry within the Elim organization. And for myself, um, in 1993, and I'm running forward fast because there's so much I could put in here. Yeah. Um, I'd worked in industry. Uh, I'd worked for many commercial large companies in various capacities and roles. And in 1993, the company I was with actually went bankrupt. Wow. And uh, they folded, and it was on the 14th of February. <laughs> of course. It was a Sunday, and uh, we called it the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. <laughs> and uh, at that time, I, I, I had quite a good job. I had a yeah. great salary and I had a company vehicle. Mm. And so I was, I was enjoying life. And uh, it was God saying to me, Paul, I want you to focus now wow. in a different direction. Wow. And uh, at that time, I was in the, uh, I, I, 
there's lots of things I want to share with you in the, in this time because I believe there's somebody watching this and it's going to speak to that. If it's only one Absolutely. person, it's, it's, it'll it'll just thrill my heart. Yeah. But you know, during that time, uh, I was the, the company that went bankrupt was a large uh, international uh, recruitment agency. Wow. And uh, there had just been some mismanagement, and the, we don't need to go into any of that. But it was at a time when God was speaking to me. You know, I was in the recruitment industry, and I applied for 90 jobs. <laughs> God's just spoken to me. Somebody that's watching this has been applying for work and can't get it, and don't know what's happening. Yeah. I applied for 90, 90, and I was a senior executive in this company that I'd worked for, so I know how to get people work. Mm-hmm. 90 jobs, I got rejected, 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 you're too overqualified, uh, you're too old, you're too, whatever. Don't ever give up. Mm -hmm. And every day, my daddy would call me and say, son, I'm praying, I'm praying something is going to happen. Don't ever reject the prayers of your parents or your grandparents or your aunts or your uncles or your family. Always accept the fact that they are praying for you. And in the August of 1993, a friend of mine, he's now with the Lord, Big John Hall. Some of you may Uh know him. I'm here in Texas, which is where he is from. Called me and said, could I take care of a friend of his? And I said, sure. And so he told me who it was. And uh, some of you may know the name. It was Roger McDuff. And uh, he came in to London and I went to meet him. And we talked. And what he wanted me to do was work with him at a Morris Sorello meeting in London. I'd never, ever been involved in that ministry before, but I was excited and interested. And I want to tell you this part of the story because, again, I believe God's just feeding things into me right now again. Mm -hmm. During that time, what did they ask me to do? He asked me to stand on a a box. In actual fact, it was a box that Oranges had been (laughs) in, in this massive building that held up to 32,000 people. Earl's Court One in London, very famous building, which is now being redeveloped right now. And um, as I stood there on the first night, there were lots of people that knew me came by and were ridiculing me and asking me, what in the world's wrong with you doing that with your background and reputation? And I said, I don't know. God has put me here for a purpose to work with Roger McDuff. On the third day, Roger came to me and he said, Paul, he said, uh, I'm going to introduce you to... uh, one of the vice presidents of the Sorello organization. I said, wow, (laughs) hallelujah. (laughs) I didn't know what for. But as I stood there, I thought, oh, I don't have any business cards. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And uh, I thought, this is going to be great meeting the vice president. And having been in industry myself, it's always good to get, I know nowadays we don't so much business cards, but have a business card. Mm And right across, the the Lord directed me to the corner of this massive building, and there was a machine where I could print my own business cards. (laughs) And back in those days, in 93, I could could print 50 for three pounds. Oh, my gosh. Okay? And I put my hand in my pocket. And remember, I didn't have a job at this time, so I was having to be careful with every penny, every Mm. dime I spent. And I put my last three pounds into that machine, printed myself some, some things, and also... It was there that I thought, oh, what am I going to call myself? So I called myself Grapevine Ministries. It just sounded good, Grapevine Ministries. Yeah. Okay, put my name and a phone number. Well, I put those, 
things in my pocket. Now, listen to me. I met with this uh, man. He actually came to me. Bless him. He just went to be with the Lord just a few weeks ago. Oh, my ago. goodness. Dear friend of mine, wow. uh, Roger Arts. Wow. And uh, he and his wife uh, became very good friends of mine. And uh, he came up to me and he said, oh, he said, so are you Paul Cowdery? I said, yeah. I said, very pleased to meet you. And he said, I can't stop for a conversation. Now I have to go to a meeting upstairs. I said, okay. I said, we'll catch up. And as he walked away, he turned around. He was quite a few feet away from me. He turned around and said, Bobby, you got a business card? I said, yes, sir. <laughs> Come on. Okay. <laughs> Never demise the time when God prompts you to do something. Yes, yes. You know, yeah. sometimes you think, well, go do it. Yeah. And I did. And uh, the following few days, I still didn't. On the last day of the crusade there, and it was a tremendous time, we had their mission to London, mm. which is an annual event that uh, Cirillo did. You know, I saw this gentleman disappearing in the distance. And I thought, oh, okay. He went. I went home. And a few weeks later, my, my daddy was still calling me every day. A few weeks later, he called me. My dad he said, son, he said, I had a tremendous time of prayer today. See, prayer? Mm -hmm. Prayer is the key to heaven. It <laughs> unlocks good. so many things. Yeah. And sometimes we forget to get on our knees mm. and to pray mm -hmm. and look for God's direction. My father said to me, he said, son, when I was praying today, I felt my office was just folding in around me. There was a breakthrough in the right. spirit. The very next day, I was sat at home in the evening and my telephone rang. I answered it and it was this dear brother, Roger, calling me from Portugal and said, uh, Paul, I said, yes. He said, uh, Brother Sorello and I are going to be coming in to London in the next few days, and we want to meet with you. Mm. So I said, okay. So a few days passed. I met with them, and I honestly believe they were just asking me for advice on how they should run their next mission in yeah. London. Well, while I'm sitting there, uh, they start to get a little bit uh, laugh and joke with me, and I said, you don't know why you're here, do you? And I said, I thought I was just here to give it. No, 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 no. We have just interviewed you to be the next European director. Come on. <laughs> for Marisora World Evangelism. Wow. And uh, it just went from there. Wow. That's and amazing. You see how God opens up opportunities? Yes. We have to recognize them yeah. and not think, oh, this is just me in my head. Yeah. Okay. If we're in communication with God, He will speak to you and speak to others. Yeah. And doors of opportunity yeah. will, will, will just open. Yeah. While you're talking, Paul, I just can't stop thinking about the story of Joseph. Mm -hmm. You know, you you look at it in Genesis, and so many times he experiences disappointment. Yeah. You know, he's doing well, and then something happens. You know, then he's kind yep. of back down. And mm -hmm. then he gets another opportunity, kind of like what you're talking about, does really well, excels, succeeds, and then something disappointing yep. happens, and he's kind of knocked back down. And it kind of sounds like you've kind of gone through some of those ebbs and flows mm -hmm. of, you know, being raised in such a beautiful home and family, and then your mom passes. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, working at, you know, such an amazing organization and company and, you know, doing well, and then it folds and goes bankrupt. So what would you say to people that maybe are experiencing some of those things? Maybe they're, I, I have a friend here in Moxahatchee that actually, he's applied for almost 100 jobs, you know? Like, uh -huh. like, what would you say to people like that, that they've just experienced some of those ebbs and flows of life, and mm -hmm. maybe they're in one of those disappointing moments yeah. right now? You know, the I, I use the word push quite often as an acronym. Yeah. You know, uh, a lot of people say push until uh, uh, push until something happens. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And if you push until something happens, 
and you pray until something happens. There you go. Okay? So you can use the same word. Yeah. <laughs> you can push until something happens, but more importantly, you have to pray, pray. until something happens. I and love you know, that. And you know, sometimes we, 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 we can set our sights too high. Mm. Sometimes we set our hearts too low. But when we communicate with our Heavenly Father, there you go. Yeah. And we're in communication. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean when we feel like it. Mm -hmm. Oh, I better pray today. No. <laughs> Constant. Yeah. One thing I learned uh, when I was growing up as a child, my father, when I, when I was a young boy running around, I'd hear my father going around there. Most of the time he was praying in tongues. <laughs> Come on. But I, I, I would, I'd do the same. Yeah. I do exactly the same. Uh, Wynell, my wife, will tell you. She used to, when we first got together, she said, what is it? I said, in, in the bathroom, I said, babe, I'm just praying. I mean, she didn't have a problem with me praying, but she wondered mm. what I was doing. And I learned that even today, driving here, while yeah. I was driving, and uh, Wynell was uh, doing other things in the car, she was sending some messages. I'm still praying mm. for divine, con this is, for yeah. me, this is a divine connection Absolutely. today. Absolutely. Right? And we have to believe for that. And so, like, again, let's go back to about the job, the work, mm -hmm. okay? It is difficult sometimes, but sometimes we're looking in the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. Why? Because we're not asking him. Yeah. We're not asking the Father. Yeah. Give me divine connection. Mm -hmm. And I pray today, those of you that are watching, that need direction in your life for your work, yeah. for your life experience, ask the Lord to give you divine direction. Yes. Ask him to give you divine connections. Yeah. And then it will all start to unravel and start to open up. Yeah. And you know, um, so many. I've I've worked with so many uh, ministries. I'm not going to talk about those because it sounds like I'm being boastful, mm -hmm. but I'm not. I'm just thankful to the Lord that yeah. He opened up those doors of opportunity. But you know, even now, mm -hmm. at my age, mm -hmm. and I have no intention of retiring. Mm -hmm. uh, my pastor uh, back in the United Kingdom. Mm -hmm. uh, you see, I, I, I tell you this, my pastor. Okay, I remember my pastor when he was a little boy in short pants, <laughs> right? Wow. And when, uh, after Wynell and I came back from Colombia off the mission field, we lived in Holland uh, just for six months. Yeah. Then we went back to England mm -hmm. and went back to a city I used to live in. And we were looking for a church. And one day I found this church, City Life Church, Portsmouth. Mm. And I noticed the pastor's name. I thought, I know that surname. <laughs> So I went there, and uh, I'd known his parents, obviously, for years. Hmm. And here and now, he's the senior leader of the church. Wow. And uh, he's my pastor. That's awesome. Okay? And uh, I was with him just a few weeks ago. We had lunch together, and I reminded him. I said, remember what I told you, uh, Daniel, that you're the man that when I go to be with the Lord, you're going to take care of the service or uh, whatever. Okay? okay? And so, you see, we keep our connections open as well. That's yeah. important. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. You know, ne ne never... Never, ever blow up the bridges that are behind you. You yeah. need to keep those intact because you never know mm -hmm. when you're going to meet up with other with those people again and when you need mm -hmm. their, their, their intervention and, yeah. and, and, and their, their wisdom into your life. Yeah. But, you know, even now at my age, I'm still being asked to do different things. And, you know, uh, online right now, um, I teach sometimes into Uganda mm. and have the, the privilege. And I, I love Africa, mm -hmm. whether it's Uganda, Tanzania, Zimbabwe, or whatever. And, you know, uh, I, we've just started an online Bible school. 
and I had the privilege of uh, launching that with YNL last week. Mm. And uh, of all the topics they asked me to speak on, it was ethics. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm known for teaching on ethics, but mm. it was to teach that in a Bible lesson yeah. online. Into, man, <laughs> I, I, I only had so long to do it, and yeah. uh, I, was, I was concerned that we, were, we, we weren't going to have enough time. We had more than enough time, there and it go. was beautiful. And then, see, God opens up opportunities. The very next day, I was doing the same thing to India, wow! to 12 pastors in yeah. India who are just open for the word, open to learn more. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, when I finished uh, doing that teaching in India, I thought to myself, my goodness, where have I come from? Yeah. But here I am now. Yeah, yeah, that's And awesome. so it doesn't matter how old you are. Yeah. It doesn't matter how young you are. Yeah. If you have the heart and the desire to do that, mm-hmm. speak the word, preach the word, teach the word, and yeah. see other people come up yeah i get no more greater joys i've said to you before than seeing other people be successful yes yes well and that's what i was going to ask you about because i mean really this whole time it's more than advice like this is wisdom this Mm -hmm. is life wisdom that you just can't read in a book you know this is lived experience and so i love you're already doing it i was going to ask you about that you know as you empower and encourage and teach others, um, what advice would you give maybe to anyone watching that's saying, hey, like, how do I do that? Because I think and know that that's something I believe God is calling all of us to do, um, you know, to disciple people, to raise them up, to help them succeed. Mm-hmm. And for the viewer's knowledge, you know, you've helped some pretty insane, big name people, so to say, behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And most people have probably never heard of you, but they would have heard of the Grammy award-winning artists that you've worked with, the gospel artists, the world-renowned ministers Mm -hmm. and crusade guys and all these amazing names. And yet there's someone behind them championing them. Mm -hmm. What advice would you give to people that are saying, hey, like, I think it's time I start to pour into the next generation or the people around me, you know, where can they start in that? Well, you know, the, the first thing is that you have to remember is you must have integrity, mm. okay? Because if you don't have that, people are not going to want to work alongside you, uh. okay? so, And the biggest part of integrity from my point of view is deliver mm. what you promise. There you go. Deliver what you promise. And so um, we're, we're out and about, all of us are out and about somewhere doing things, okay? Yeah. Recognizing people. Nick, you're experienced in what you do mm-hmm. in the production of these uh, programs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Look around the church, mm-hmm. okay? And see if there are young people that you can identify that, hey, Lord, help me. I oh. want to help this young person. Yeah. Okay? Now, some people some people will come to us. Yeah. You know, they'll come to us and say, hey, can you help me? Um, just this last week, uh, I met up with, uh, when we were in Colombia this year, earlier this year, mm-hmm. uh, there was a, a, a pastor's daughter mm. and she needed some help with uh, her English. And mm-hmm. I, I do a lot of, uh, I'm a professor of English and I do a lot of online teaching uh, in English as well as, as well as the word. I meet with business <laughs> people all over the world yeah. and help them write speeches and whatnot. But there was this young girl. And uh, she's just uh, in her second uh, second year of university, mm-hmm. needed help. Mm-hmm. And she's a pastor's daughter. Man, I'm going to help that girl, <clears throat> and I'm going to do it for free. Wow. Okay, that's not a boast, mm-hmm. but sometimes all we think about is this. Yep, yep. Okay. 
Yes, we need money to live. We need money to proclaim the word and take it into other countries. But this should not be our goal. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. That if, if we make money our idol, uh -huh. we're not going to make it. Yeah. And so a uh, young girl, a father uh, pastors a church in one of the churches in Colombia. Now I'm helping her. Mm -hmm. A young boy, uh, a 14-year-old boy living in Mexico. Now his parents are in, in the ministry and his mm -hmm. uncle is a well-known uh, preacher in, in Colombia. I'm working with him. Wow. Now I'm not only uh, helping him with his English, mm -hmm. I'm helping him how to grow up. Yeah. Into be now, yes, his mom and dad can do the same, but he he his dad asked me for some outside influence. Yeah, that's good. And you know, it doesn't matter how old these some of these people are; they don't have to be in their twenties, in their thirties. Mm -hmm. When we get hold of young people, fourteen and sixteen, yeah. we can make a difference. Amen. That's awesome. They can they can see. Wow, yeah. somebody's paying an interest in me. Yeah. And you're not being invasive on the way their their parents are growing them. Talk, yeah. talk to mom and dad. Yeah. You know, when when I when I mention these young kids, particularly in ministry, I give their parents a report after every time we meet uh, to awesome. say what we talked about. That keeps my integrity. Yeah. Yep. With them, they begin to see a difference in their kids. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And all it is is they just these kids are just pulling out of me. <laughs> what did you do there? What happened there? Whatever. Okay. Yeah. What do you do about bullying? Yeah. Okay, there's one boy I was with this week. He had he had been bullied at school in wow. Mexico. So he 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 was taken out of the school and put into homeschool, and he was mm -hmm. just sharing from his heart mm -hmm. how he some of the pain. Yeah. Wow. You know. Wow. You can teach into that. Yeah. And we should all be on the lookout. How can I help? What can I do? Yeah. How can I help? You know, I was uh, when I when I came out when I flew out to to Texas just a few weeks ago. I went into one of the lounges for for some breakfast. Mm -hmm. And there was a lady in there, and she was doing some work and whatever. And I just walked past her, and I said, good morning, ma'am. I said, how are you? She goes, oh, I'm fine. And uh, I said, can I just congratulate you on the great work that you do in this restaurant? Wow. She started to cry. <laughs> I said, ma'am, I said, I said, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to upset you. She goes, no, no, no. She said, that's the kindest word I've heard in a long time. Wow. And so I said, well, I don't want to stop you doing your work. I said, but uh, you really are great. She said, no. She said, I really thank you, sir. She was probably yeah. a lady in her late 20s, but she was. She shared with me just on those few minutes while she was cleaning and I was getting myself some food, mm. that most of the time they're talked down to or people have a complaint. Yeah. You know, sometimes by us saying those kind words, we can strike up conversations with people. Yeah. And it gives us that opportunity Mm. to let God shine through in yeah. our lives. There you go. Okay? But never, ever miss an opportunity to help someone. Yeah. Be kind to someone. Yeah. And who knows uh, where where it can lead. Yeah. You know, even now, yeah. as I say at my age, I'm always trying to do something to help someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Well, hey, so we've got just a couple minutes here. Um, I want to end with this question. So, You've lived an incredible life. God has done so many things mm -hmm. in and through you. I think it's so evident the grace that's on your life and the favor that's on your life. Um, what would you say or what do you feel like the Lord is doing now as we enter into 2024? We're recording this at the very end of 2023. Mm -hmm. This will go live in 2024. Hello, future. Uh, what would you yeah. say uh, what is God doing this year that maybe people can grasp onto and, and have some hope in? Well, I, uh, 
I, I, I said it earlier today. I think, I think, you know, 2024 is going to be a year of purpose. Wow. And a year of change. Yeah. You say, what do you mean by purpose? Okay. Find purpose mm. in your life. Find purpose in your ministry. Find purpose in your work and what you do. And that's when the changes will start to come. Yeah. If we, you know, in the mornings when I wake up, mm -hmm. okay, this is something else that was was always funny when one and I first got got together and got married. You know, when I when, when I when I get up in the morning, I go to the bathroom and I shave. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm always telling every day, and I speak it out, Lord. When I'm 99, I'm still going to be doing this. Yeah. I'm still going to be serving you. Yeah. Why? Purpose. There you go. Okay. And I remember. Uh, a dear old friend of mine, uh, Leonard Albert from Tennessee, used to say that most people are ruined between the bedroom and the bathroom. What did he mean by that was we get up in the morning, we go, oh, God, it's morning. Instead of saying, good morning, what? God, yeah. I'm here. And when we were, yes, of course, all of us, and I've been through it more than once, many, many times. Yeah. When I could get up in the morning and think, oh, this is going to be a terrible day. Wanel and I, we live and uh, work by faith, and mm. we, we get uh, money that comes in from, from people that uh, donate to us and help us with our ministry. Wow. And there are some times you get to the end of the month, like we did this in November, yeah. and there was one, one thing that needed taken care of, and we were, we, there's someone that uh, helps us, and you know, you don't ask, we just yeah. wait for God to do the work. God's Boom. never late. Come on. <laughs> That's something else. He is never late. He yeah. is always, always on time. Yeah. But all I would say for 2024 is live your life. Live a life of purpose. Amen. And as you live that life of purpose, you will see the change that God brings. Yeah. And it will be change of beauty. Wow. And it'll just be a fulfilled, you know, and I just want to say this to you. Yeah. God has other things in store for you in 2024. Yeah. Thank you. Things you may not have even thought about or dreamt about, <laughs> but I just sense just meeting you just for these few moments today yeah. that God has got a greater purpose for you that wow. you've even that you've not even thought about yet. <laughs> wow. Now that doesn't mean yeah. to say you've got to go home and pack your bags. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you just yeah. need to look out mm. and watch for that purpose that God's planted in yeah. your life that you now need to start to fulfill. Wow, I receive that. Thank you so much. Amen. Wow. Thank you so much, Paul. This has been an incredible, incredible conversation. And I just want you guys as viewers to know and listeners, whether you're listening on podcasts or Facebook or YouTube or around the world through Eternal Life TV, uh, all the links that you can find Paul in his ministry, why now? They're going to be in the description below. And so just click on that description and you can go right to their giving link if you'd like to donate to what they're doing and the amazing ministry they have going on worldwide. Uh, if you want to connect with them through Instagram and social media, their website, all that kind of stuff is right below. So go ahead and click on connect with them. And um, I know for me, I will definitely be following along with Paul and Wynell from here on out. So again, thank you so much, Paul. We seriously You're appreciate welcome. your time today. And thank you guys for watching and listening all the way through. We love you. We appreciate you and hope you have an incredible, incredible week. We'll see you next. Thanks for listening to Hope for Today with John Bates. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review. You can subscribe and share these episodes wherever you listen. You can connect with John through Facebook, Instagram, and at johnbatesministries.com. Have a blessed day.